There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to How to Cope. Every episode, writer Becky Howard, that's me, and my friend, psychotherapist Lucy Clyde, will be talking about how to look after our mental health during the coronavirus crisis. We're all having our own different pandemic, with unique stresses, experiences and feelings. But yes, like those millions of social media posts tell us, we're all going through it together. So let's share these universal experiences and try and help each other get through this the best way we can. This week... We're talking about how to cope with mood swings. I have been thinking, I have been thinking about, um, well, many things, but I've also been thinking about what I'm missing this week. Yes. I'm missing so many things. Um, I am missing two very peculiar, they're really different. I'm missing making plans. Okay. Because I'm a planner and I love, I love looking forward to things and I don't have anything to look forward to that sounds awful that's not actually fully true obviously like but you mean the big things to look forward to or the little things no, like little the things. you can put in your diary in two to three weeks time like dinner with a yeah. friend yes yeah and you exactly. miss having those little stepping stones yeah yeah and going oh that's nice and you realize that they kind of give you this kind of little like back back soundtrack of of a kind of you know nice little routine of going oh no that'd be nice in a couple of days I'm gonna have coffee with that person or I'm gonna go to that person's for dinner or or I'm gonna have a nice meeting or I don't know something like that so I'm missing plans because it's all starting to feel like a a bit of a void now what about you well the thing I have missed most this week I've been giving it some thought actually is um uh it's a, a little bit of my regular life. So I'm, I have a, a habit of going to a very particular pub on a Wednesday evening after work. Um, oh, yes. I do. I have a Your little... secret little yeah. kind of home stop, wasn't it? It is, yes. And sometimes I'll meet a friend there if it's convenient and somebody's around. And sometimes I won't. Sometimes I will go in and I will have a small drink and I will write some notes and I'll wrap my work day up in the pub. And it's lovely because you're out of work, you're surrounded by other people, you can interact or not. It's a really nice change of scene and it's a really nice bridge between home and work. And it's not about you know, getting massively drunk or anything like that. It's just about a change of scene. And I really, really miss that interlude. I yeah. really miss it. And I really miss being around 
you know, sort of that thing when you're with other people, but you don't necessarily have to interact. They're just there and it's nice. And oh, it's, it's just, yeah. No pressure. It's I, just other yeah. bodies and, and everything. And you're right, that bridge, there are no bridges now. Exactly. We're There's all no on islands. <laughs> and if you're working from home, you don't have any transition between home and work. So you that leave is something. Work and you walk out of wherever whichever room it is you're walking in, you're straight into your domestic life. And there's no transition. I've really missed that. I've read that a lot on um Twitter with people saying how much they used to resent their commute, that it was like an hour, two hours, and they used to hate it, and now they are aching for it because they are missing that transition that and it was a little bit of downtime isn't it that you get where you either decompress you might read the paper you might watch something on your phone listen to a podcast whatever and Mm. it allowed you to move from one state into another yeah and I think it's I think it's really kind of intense and pressurizing to not have a little bit of a transition from actually actually that might lead quite nicely into what we're going to talk about today Because what are we going to talk about today, Lucy? Well, I believe today we, we are <laughs> very, very hot, very relevant, very immediate topic of mood swings during the pandemic. Yes. yes. Um, and I was thinking that this absolutely seamless segue could be that if we're thinking about um, not having this transition time, yeah. especially switching between work and home, could that be one of the reasons that many of us perhaps are suffering more with mood swings than might be considered normal I think it's quite possible <laughs> not naming oh, any I think, names I think no not naming names Becky I know or, or no, you no, know, no. I, no 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 god forbid <laughs> but I think I think maybe you know actually it's, it might be quite useful for us to start with mood swings question mark are you having them am I having are people having them because I'm hearing a lot about Mm. people having quite uncharacteristic levels of mood swings so explosions of rage or collapsing into tears or bursts of immense anxiety that then go and and stuff that feels unusual for you right yes it feels a little uncharacteristic and I think there is a lot of that swirling around I'm hearing a lot I imagine you are too right definitely definitely and I think I think the word that you've said there which um I think is is really accurate is the uncharacteristic side of it yeah because I think we all are aware or maybe some of us more than others of what we're like and what is likely to set us off if we have a temper or maybe one of those people that don't ever kind of get riled particularly you know strongly um and it's what I'm finding weird and and what some people I've been speaking to and finding weird is this sense that you don't really know yourself sometimes and your mood can veer wildly yeah. sometimes within you know hour to hour minute to minute sometimes day to day and it doesn't seem to follow any kind of um understandable pattern that we're used to and it's a horrible feeling of feeling so out of control it's, yeah. it's really I think it is genuinely very very upsetting to find yourself suddenly I mean you know the business of surprisingly bursting into tears is upsetting enough but then for it to be so uncharacteristic and to feel so out of control just adds to it it's very upsetting to find yourself a, a relatively placid person raging at your family for absolutely no reason or for the mm. for any reason mm. it's, it's horrible it's a really distressing experience to turn into that person suddenly and to become somebody that you essentially don't recognize it's very very disorientating and yeah. um, frightening 
yeah and really upsetting yeah um so if we're thinking about that side of the mood swing where uh, you know some of us i mean <laughs> let's be honest me um <laughs> might also be experiencing that um more anger than normal um and whether we are you know whether we're raging at the people we live with or if we don't live with people and, and therefore we can't rage we, we, we're just experiencing this kind of impotent kind of fury yeah. and anger why why is that happening well, I think that there's a couple of reasons. I think one, which is a really, really good point, is that thing about we were talking about earlier about sort of the idea of transitional space. So that crossover from work to home, or actually, really, it's just about space. It's just about a moment to to take a breath. And I mm. think that this is so. You know, if you are if you are living with people or a family, you can't get away from each other. Uh, meaningfully for long periods of time and if you have caring responsibilities then you're kind of on call right Um, all the time time. it's 24 hours within your own home you Mm. can take 30 nowadays without meaningful breaks seven days a week now uh, with no way out well that's a lot of pressure and it builds it builds and it builds and it builds and it builds and I think it's got to go somewhere Right. Yeah. And we have, um, you know, it's as we were saying before that we, we've lost our outlets. We've lost yeah. our space. We've lost our outlets. And we begin to feel very crowded. We begin to feel very claustrophobic. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's hard to give ourselves that transition space. And mm-hmm. therefore, we tend to swing into wild, raging anger over a Nintendo Switch or, you know, <laughs> it was, it was the trigger for, for my particular wild Don't worry, rage. I'm not, I'm not going to leave you dangling. I'll tell you, I'll tell you how it's manifesting in me in a bit, but yeah. And talking to friends and, you know, everyone yeah. has their little individual moment of, of, what what has sent them over the edge and it's always something silly and inconsequential and not actually um it doesn't really align with the level of anger that it, it tends to um create it's a disproportionate so it's not, response it's, it's disproportionate 100 that's exactly what i meant to say yeah. um and then obviously you feel you know if you're the one losing it you then feel really awful because 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 you know it's disproportionate and also if it's out really out of character for you you tend to feel really worried and stressed afterwards, don't you? Yeah, 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 yes. And you begin to doubt yourself. And that's that can feel really quite crazy-making because it feels like you've lost a foothold in what you know. And mm. it sort of feeds into, you know, this whole situation really is that kind of, you know, we have lost what we know both without and within. You know, we've lost what the world we're familiar with, but we may be losing bits of ourselves that we feel reassuring and familiar with. And that that that's that's very anxiety provoking that makes us very shaky but I think the thing about a disproportionate response is that when we find ourselves having one you know pandemic or no pandemic it's never about the trigger it's never actually about the Nintendo Switch you know (laughs) a disproportionate response is disproportion is 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 uh, there, there can be once we're out the other side an opportunity to be curious about what's going on but you, you do you think then it's not it's not something to unduly worry about or or you know it's difficult isn't it because i don't you know think we all necessarily feel happy about having these outbursts but if i'm going to talk from my personal experience mm-hmm. i did feel better the next day even though at the time i felt really bad 
really bad yes, afterwards it's horrible to turn into that person and presumably you know uh, it caused a level of upset as well um yeah yeah you, and that's really really distressing but I mean, yes, I'm sure you did feel a lot better the next day because I think that this was just a, 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 a you blew off a lot of steam. And I think that's the thing about this stuff is we don't notice it building. You know, the problem, the problem with where we are now is that we may or may not be aware of the levels of stress and frustration and responsibility that we are all carrying uh, until something like that happens where we just blow our top because you, you we've, we've it's cumulative and we're, we're beginning to acclimatize I think I think that's spot on that's exactly what I'm 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 thinking myself and seeing and hearing is is it feels unpredictable either when we go you know crazy really angry mm. or when we suddenly burst into tears because mm. that's another mood swing is is this um, outpouring mm. of of you know sort of sadness emotion like the the crying um is that we don't feel tuned in with with our um mood correctly because it seems to come out of nowhere and I've you know and and it doesn't seem to be related to what we're normally um used to i.e oh we've had a bad day at work so therefore we might burst into tears later or we've had um, a row with a friend so therefore we force it it kind of seems to be just all of a sudden yeah and I and and I mean I think I think that's right I, I, th- I think that's the scary nature of this is the kind of the lightning strike aspect of it all it's like you are struck by lightning massive emotional mm-hmm. lightning mm-hmm. out of nowhere dumpty dumpty dum and then blam and I think that you know to go back to this idea that you're having a disproportionate response and the uh, it's never about the actual trigger. I think that underlying this, as well as the sense of cumulative pressure and, you know, what we're all, the, the new world that we're all living in, I actually think that underneath that is a real difficulty with feeling out of, con- with being out of control. I think that a lot of mood swings, when we're very, very la- labile is the word, we go up and down, up and down, up and down a lot, is often often happens during transition periods in our life or periods where we feel very very out of control because ah, we can't okay. control this right so and we are very much out of control actually there are things that we can influence we can decide what to have for dinner provided we can get to the shops you know you you can control a few things but actually none of us there is no getting away from the fact that we cannot control this massive 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 change that we've all been subjected to and it's a scary change so we yeah. are scared right and we are out of control we don't know when it's going to stop at, at the as we are speaking there is no exit plan for the uk so we don't even have an end in sight or a plan or an idea yeah. of how that might begin to look like we have no idea of when kids might go back to school we have no idea of when we might go back to work properly you know it's that is very, very, very hard. It, it's it's a really crucial part of everybody's mental well-being and integrity to feel like you have some influence over your immediate environment and some agency over your life. So that's really interesting that you say that because what are the other transition? You mentioned there were like other transition periods where mm-hmm. this is quite expected, yeah. um, pandemic-free situations, and what 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 are they oh normally? God, do you awesome. see? <laughs> forgotten what that even is Becky I can't even remember what that was if you can cast um, your mind back <laughs> to historical ancient times so, um, yeah, the yeah I think that 
um I don't know. Have you ever been started a new job where you've been chucked in very much in the deep end and had oh, to Oh, God, learn? yes. Yes, right. a few years ago. A few years there ago, I go. had a really big job and it was a massive pressure job. And yeah. it was exciting, but I was bricking it. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I imagine you might have been a little bit up and down then. I was absolutely calm and amazing. So I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Yeah, no, come on. Enter come into on. the spirit of things. God's sake. Um, no, I, I was obviously, because you, you keep it together in a professional way, don't yeah. you? At least you try to. then you to. get home and? Yeah, I I might have opened a few more wines than I might have normally done. Yeah, I was I was really, I was very tearful, actually, because I was yeah. scared. You know, yeah. I was a bit scared. Um, yeah. Okay, so like, yeah, so sort of starting a new job where you are, you know, really thrown in the deep end. That is, that is a relatable one, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so you know, big trans, you know, transitions of any kind. Um, I think the last non non family related major transition I had was changing career, uh, and I was holding down one career but training to be a psychotherapist at the same time, and that went on for quite a long time. And you know, yeah, I was a little bit up and down at moments during that because I was trying to ride two horses I was trying to do one job yeah. and trying to do another and and you know there was quite a lot within that that I, I I I couldn't control and a fair amount of pressure and that certainly led me to feel a lot more moody than I was entirely accustomed to for sure yeah yeah okay yeah. okay and in terms of what are the other type apart from like you know everyone sobbing and then raging yeah um, are you seeing any other particular sort of moods that yes. are being you know people are manifesting during this yes absolutely well the one I mean I, I've had some I've had some feedback from my nearest and dearest uh I've gone very quiet <laughs> polite uh, I've gone I've gone very quiet I'm uncharacteristically mm. quiet apparently okay Mm. And why do you think that is? With your if you're able to professionally kind oh, of pick I, apart your own psyche? Yeah, no, I, I I think it feels to me in that moment that it's a slightly self-protective move. I feel mm. like I'm carving out my own transitional space. I feel like I am removing myself so I can give myself a bit of headspace and a bit of time to think and a bit of time to breathe. But I can't mm. do it. So I'm just you can't do it physically physically i can't go to the go and sit in the pub on a wednesday evening and then come home having you know regrouped a bit uh, so you're having to create your own uh, corona friendly wednesday night pub by yeah. sitting in, in your bedroom <laughs> or no, in, just in your head, in my head. yeah I okay sit at okay the kitchen table with headphones in and i listen to music so i am absolutely unavailable for communication uh, uh and you know i am i am just a bit quieter than normal so that's the feedback i'm getting so it's not quite the raging crying thing but it is an absolute like you know no i'm not here and i've spoken to a few people who have who have talked about plummeting into real really horrible lows like okay. just being really flat almost numb really really tired just kind of flopping not being able to move much and all the advice about get out get for a walk go for a walk all this stuff well actually for for, for a fair amount of people this is manifesting as like oh no I can't be bored 
And yeah. it's almost, I mean, it's, it's not a depression. That's too big a word because, you know, if it comes and goes, then it's not depression. But but it's 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 close to, and I think that's a, a horrible, horrible feeling. So some people who's going on the other end of the spectrum, you know, they're not, they're not, they're, they're not overreacting, they're underreacting. Yes. And it's, it's like losing, it's like losing the, an emotional response, isn't it? Yeah. Because everything feels, like you said, flat. And I feel like some days I've felt like that where I just can't, you know, I just don't want to, everything feels like a slightly pointless, doesn't it? Because it's just going on and on and on. And there's no, nothing to look forward to. There's, you know, and you kind of, you do wear the weight of the situation more heavily. Whereas other days, it's easier to kind of, I don't know, try and park it. Otherwise, you know, it it just becomes all too overwhelming. Yeah. And I think it's, you know, I think, you know this seems you know from what I'm hearing anyway this seems to me very much the new kind of emotional normal is that there are going to be days when we're just not ourselves we're certainly Mm. not ourselves and we're probably not ourselves and it's slightly you know it kind of reminds me of you know what you're saying about the beginning about what you miss you know about you missing having things to look forward to is actually that's something you can control and you've lost Mm. that and I mm. can control, you know, I can control this little this little bit of headspace. I can insert my little pub interlude into my week as a way of making sure and ensuring that I get something I need, which is a bit of transitional headspace. And so I'm missing that. So with all the different mood swings that people might be feeling, and, you know, I'm sure some people will really relate to one and others others yeah. will relate to a very different one. Um, or or we might be, you know, hitting every single mark of are. emotion <laughs> through through a day even. You know, yes. I, actually, yes. I actually found myself changing my emotional state as I was scanning different articles on the internet about different European countries and their state of lockdown. So I felt really happy when I read that Austria has got this plan to reopen some stuff in like they're kind of slowly reopening some shops and businesses and mid-May is a bit of a point for them. And I was sort of feeling all buoyed up by it. And then I sort of quickly switched to this one about how we're in the UK not going to be, you know, anticipating anything at all. And I was like plunged back into this gloom again. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's you know, maybe the lesson here is do not go on the internet. But, I mean, it feels pretty difficult not to, doesn't it, when we're kind of, we're dealing with all these conflicting news reports and messages on social media and, 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 you know, from people who are, you know, struggling in all sorts of ways. Yes. I mean, and I think, you know, we are going to use the internet, aren't we? But this is probably a really good time to really, really carefully manage what, what we are using it for um, and to be really, really mindful about how it makes us feel. And I think the other thing to be aware is that whatever your internet usage, whatever your platforms of choice, particularly with social media, is to be aware that the people who are posting are also going through the same ups and downs, you know, and that stuff can at times be a little bit contagious, you know, like anxiety is a fantastically contagious emotion. Is Uh, it? Yeah. Is it really? It really is. It just, it seems to resonate with us on a sort of almost physiological level. Have you ever noticed that thing of when somebody's quite anxious and you are with them in the same room that sometimes you start to kind of vibrate on that same frequency a little bit? Have you ever had that? Yes, because, yeah, yeah, for sure, because it's actually quite hard to position yourself as not anxious because it feels like you're having to disagree with them. 
Yes. If they're anxious and, about a particular topic or, or thing or subject. And, and then you have to either, you either have to kind of enter into the same space they're in, in which case, like you said, you get more anxious yourself, or you kind of have to sort of stake your claim and be the, you know, voice of dissension going, no, 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 there's nothing to worry about or whatever. Which, is, which can be dismissive and belittling and a little patronising. Yeah. So it's, it's really hard. But also the thing is that, you know, anxiety is essentially that kind of the fight or flight mechanism that's been kicked off. And so on a physiological level, the person who's experiencing a level of anxiety is is experiencing a physiological response to threat. And obviously you being another human being is kind of picking up on that. And so you're going to start to slightly vibrate on the slightly more threatened uh, frequency as a almost as a survival mechanism because like if they're under threat you probably are too right so where is the threat right let's all kind of start looking for for, for the danger so anxiety is a fantastically contagious emotion and you don't even turns out uh, now we know from social media you don't even need to be in the same room as the person you can just <laughs> be scrolling on their twitter feed you can so absorb yeah. it through your phone yeah you can yeah. and so yeah. you know that's the other thing is you need to be aware that lots of people are posting out of their own particular anxiety and terror and not knowing and uncertainty and feeling out of control. And that's fine. That's what you need to do with it. That's fine. But it also does belong to the poster, that feeling. Yes. That is theirs. That belongs to them. And it's theirs to do with what they want, but it doesn't have to be yours as well. I think that's a really amazing piece of advice. And I will endeavor to try and remember that oh. um very very hard um <laughs> oh god it is just so difficult isn't it but i mean the thing about all these mood, mood swings yeah they are normal right tell they're me they're normal. normal yeah 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 yeah. okay there you go <laughs> better uh no they're normal for now right so uh, normal is not a word i love because i don't think no. it, I'm sorry. No, no, it's okay. I I just don't really, you know, it's very hard to, 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 to gauge what normal actually is when it comes to human beings. But I think there is what's, what's normal for you can be quite useful to think about. And there's also sometimes it can be useful to benchmark ourselves against, you know, how other people are feeling. Um, But I think that it appears to be from what I can gather and sort of both through, through work and through personally i think that this is this is this is our new normal for now this is our emotional landscape Mm -hmm. i think that actually we may have to accept and cut ourselves and each other a little slack around this we may have to slightly take a breath and acknowledge that we are living through utterly utterly extraordinary times with a total lack of preparation and that that's going to send us spiraling and that this this feeling of lack of control, this feeling of, you know, I mean, it's interesting, your response to social media, like the, yeah, where you go, Austria, and then, oh, my God, we've got nothing to, you know, there's nothing. Yeah, it's all, it's all and rubbish what, here. And what's really interesting is what that did, that had the direct effect that had on your mood. Because one minute you're yeah. feeling optimistic and the next you're plunged back down. And I think that just goes to show, A, how important it is to have something to look forward to, which is what you're talking about, you're missing plans at the beginning but also how it feels like we need to be able to control something so in austria if people are saying right so in three weeks time you can now go to the shops in groups of two or whatever it is that they're saying yeah yeah okay i can control that i can do that that's something i can do that's something i can aim for i can you know i have now have agency over this decision i can choose to go with one other person or i can choose to go by myself well that's a massive thing 
Because suddenly that we're is. put back in the driving seat. We've got a bit more control, a bit more choice. Hooray, hooray, hooray. Whereas the, I think the worst thing is to feel powerless. And we are all feeling powerless, which means we are going to be very, very, very... We're powerless and we're scared. This is not a good combination. Hence so all the mood swings. Hence the mood swings. Hence the mood swings. Yeah. This is, it may not be normal strictly, but it is perfectly understandable. It may... Thank you, Lucy. That's you're very welcome. It may even be an appropriate response to the very, very strange situation we're all finding ourselves in. <laughs> it is. I think it is. Thank you. Okay. i tell you what did cheer me up, though. Yeah, what? Tell Apart me. Apart from Austria. Because yeah. I did notice, like you said, I was so tuned into my own emotions. I was like, oh, I'm happy. No, no, I'm sad yeah. now. And then I was happy again because um, it does. I noticed that Pretz have reopened some of their stores Oh, well, that is, that's cause for optimism there, isn't it? <laughs> I never realised how important that was for me. Not that I can go and visit them. I'm just making this, making this very clear that I am socially responsible and I'm not about to barrel down to no, central don't... London just so I can go and get a, you know, a tuna baguette. But they've reopened some stores close to hospitals, apparently, um, so they can obviously, oh. you know, um, you know, serve serve um, frontline workers. Okay. But it was weird that even thinking that they've reopened some made me feel reassured that one day they'll yeah. reopen more and yes. I can go and get my filter coffee and, and a, a really amazing croissant. And, yes. But you also, know, crazy, you'll have the choice whether to do that or not. Yes. And, Just and imagine. I think, and I think that's almost as important as the kind of, you know, the very tantalising thought of, you know, coffee and a, and a croissant is kind of actually you can choose to do that or you can choose not to do that. But once the choice is taken away from you, that's when mm. it gets really, that's when it gets really hard. And I'm, you know, I'm glad that they've reopened for hospital workers. They've got a chance to go and get yeah. something nice. That's good. That, that is an optimistic thing. It's nice. I know. So, Oh, we're all going to be so lovely when this is over, aren't we? We're going to be so nice to everyone, and I and so. yeah, I hope yeah. so. Especially, hope especially so. prep workers. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, well, thanks, Lucy. You're very welcome. I'll, t- I'll catch up with you next time. Have a good all week. Right. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to health care, it pays to be extra. 
And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 